better than Noor with pretend COVID is Noor with actual cold and mucinex in her system. This is going to be fun. And maybe even too much mucinex. Yeah. And and for people who cannot people cannot see you right now, but you are like bundled up <laughs> with like with like each other and like a big I have two sweaters on. You look like, you know, you look like you belong under a bridge with like, with a shopping cart. <laughs> okay, Rick Caruso, relax. Mm. I <laughs> I have a sweater on and then I have another sweater on. Is that a sweater? It looks like a big blanket. It does look like a blanket, but it's a sweater. It's oh, like a big, okay. like cozy sweater. So I got two sweaters on. What had happened is this morning I woke up and I was like, oh my God. Um my throat is my throat is killing me. Uh, Fahad is working from home today because it's election day. So please go out and vote if you're listening. If you're listening to this by the time I released it, it's Wednesday. So I hope you voted. Um, so I was like, okay, uh, can you just go to CVS and pick up some new snacks for me? Because my throat is killing me. I have all these calls today. I've got all this stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yeah, no problem. I'll go get it. So he goes and gets it for me. He like drops it off in the office. I'm on calls all morning. And I just like in the middle of my calls, I just like popped two open and popped them in my mouth. And then I'm like, babe, I'm dizzy. He's like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. And then the BP probably fell down to the okay, ground. I, I don't even think I'm alive. I think if somebody was to check because I already have very you low have no pre- blood pressure. I've yeah. got like pretty like yeah. mine is on the like the low range of normal. Right, right. Same. So here. I feel like right now I'm probably just barely when alive. Take medication, any medication that has a pain medication component to it. It will knock me. My BP drops, and then I am pretty much useless. I could be a vegetable. That's it. That's all I am. I'm like a vegetable, homeless little vegetable. I'm a cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> a round, overweight, completely useless cabbage. <laughs> I'm so high right now. I know. You're laughing at a very silly joke. <laughs> I'm like, that wasn't funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't wait to finish recording and I'm going to go take a nap because I have dinner plans later tonight. So I'd I like to be able to go to those. I'm going to go to Kwame's restaurant in New York City. Top or Chef's Kwame. Dinner plan with a uh, uh, New Yorker star. <laughs> crossword puzzle clue Ray Zani. yeah crossword puzzle star i said new york times and she said bitch it's not new york times it's new yorker i said well that's what my dad would have pointed up oh my god i did the same exact thing <laughs> <laughs> she sounded like these idiots can't read um <laughs> like you're yeah but we're like oh okay i was like okay it's new yorker okay fine i won't i won't praise you then <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I have dinner plans with her and I was like I was like, Oh my god, how do I flush this out of my system? I have to drive to the city. <laughs> Arthi, how do I flush this out of my system? Do I just drink a lot of water? You can if you try. You can try it, but it usually it'll get flushed out by then. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. Drink great. a lot of water, but it's it's already in your it's beyond your bloodstream now. <laughs> 
it can only be removed from the bloodstream if it's in the bloodstream. But I think it's gone beyond that right now. I don't know where it Good is. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck to me. Um, okay, today we're going to talk about uh, Rahalzo's of Potomac, Married to Medicine, uh, Reunion, and Family Karma. Which one would you guess choice? Which one would you like to start with? Uh, wait, we could start with, let's do Married to Medicine and get yeah. over it. Because it's, <laughs> but what a night. What an awesome night. I When Sunday night with Bravo has become the best night ever. Yeah. It's like it's like growing up in the '90s and Thursday night on NBC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what. And it feels I was like. glad that they squeezed uh, Family Karma between Potomac and Married to Medicine, because that way it was already grabbing on to the audience that was already there. Because yeah, well, I think Mary, um, Family Karma doesn't still doesn't have the audience they have or the audience that really love the show. But they don't have the numbers that they would like to have. So it was interesting that they squeezed it in between there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I ended up watching it uh, just this morning. So. Okay. Yeah. So I I didn't get to watch it on Sunday night. What was they Mm. doing on Sunday night? Getting a cold from one of your kids probably. Getting Stop hugging them. Stop (laughs) hugging them. You know what? Our parents were right. To never hug us. Right? They never <laughs> felt sick. I don't remember my mother having colds. Never. This is why our parents are always saying we're too soft. Yeah. Stop yeah, hugging them. Um, okay. So let's talk about Married to Medicine, this final reunion. The husbands were there. I think the most shocking part of this reunion was Scott's weird song. That was not on my bingo list either, and I wish they had not. You know when editors could just leave it out? They should have left just it out it. like Rena's uh, uh, envelopes, her, you know, her receipts. We never got to see it. They should have mm-hmm. left Scott out. Scott's rapping was, what, what was that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just like the fact that it ends with, so what's up? So what's up? <laughs> <laughs> that was very... That was that ending was very nineties, uh, you know. Yes, yeah. A kid in our living room trying to rap. <laughs> it's a, a brown kid, not a black kid, but a brown kid trying to rap. It's like when you're little and your parents' friends come over and they're like, "Oh, like he just wrote a rap, Scott, little Scotty wrote a rap. Why don't you perform it for everybody?" <laughs> And I almost wished he would do this and say, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, like he would like put his hands around and like lean back <laughs> and say, so what's up? <laughs> it was so silly. Yeah. I was like, what is this show? What am I watching? Um, yeah, How that would was you a- feel if your doctor was doing <laughs> That's what I feel. Like oftentimes I sit back and I think, how must their patients feel? What would you feel if you were a patient and you you see your doctor doing that on TV? What would that make you feel like? Well, he also, Scott later is like, they're talking about the O shot for men and mm-hmm. how it's like the P shot. And it, all it is is they take PR. Basically, yeah. you could do PRP on any part of your body. Yeah, You could do it on your face, your hair, your vagina uh-huh. anything right so apparently you could do it on your penis mm-hmm. as well and scott was like yeah well we do that and i was like if 
my doctor was offering that and then also rapping Sorry. like this on TV. You're good. Rapping like this on TV. I'd be like, please don't come anywhere near my penis with a needle. <laughs> Are you muted? Yeah. Are you- <laughs> I, was, I was muted. I was laughing and I was muted. But yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be like me. I'm like, so what's up? I'll tell you what's up. <laughs> I'll tell you what's not up, Scott. I don't, don't know what nerve you hit when you did that, but something's not up anymore. <laughs> hey, stop muting yourself. Is it I'm muting your myself doggy? because my dog is barking. It's fine. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah, the rest of it was whatever. Like, There was a lot of Eugene, Toya quad stuff i still don't know why quad and toya are fighting i'll be honest i, I still I, have no I idea what did eugene say about toy like why is to um uh, quad saying then stop talking about me what what did eugene <laughs> say about her ever I, do, I still don't know why she is after them and i do not like um i i don't understand why quad is against toya and eugene for sure and I don't understand how none, none of them around the around the room, actually, every one of them, not one of them seems to say anything that would show their appreciation for what Eugene has done during COVID. Like he mentions how hard he worked. He mentions how many hours he worked. Not one of the doctors or their wives or anybody ever say something nice about Eugene. I don't understand that. Yeah. It's very confusing. I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. Because everybody's like very silent. It's almost like I wonder if it's one of those situations where it's like everyone knows that both Toya and Quad have been right and wrong. Yeah. Many times. And they have either agreed with the other person or something at some point. So that's why they just keep their mouth shut. They're yeah, like, and I also messy. think it has nothing to do with that at all, but really about maybe something to do with Mariah and her executive yeah. producer. Maybe Toya is more closer to her and that's what's causing the issue. I don't know. There's something that they are not talking about, but, but are talking about. They're talking about, they're fighting about something, but we don't know what that is. They're not yeah. sharing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Any other thoughts about the Mary to Medicine reunion? I was like, okay. I'm glad I miss. I'll, I don't I'll miss know. you guys. The part Bye. where um the heavenly and daddy Damon, oh, yeah. uh, the fact that so much of what daddy does, Damon does, is so misogynistic, right? If mm-hmm. I tell you not to talk, you shouldn't talk. If I tell you do this, you should do this. And then when Quad starts talking to her, talking to him, heavenly all of a sudden doesn't want Quad talking to him, and she goes off on Quad. And I'm like, heavenly, you cannot do that. And why? Damon can shut for all he says that if I tell you not to talk, you shouldn't say, but he Damon never ever ever says anything to Heavenly in front of them to make sure that you know he doesn't agree with anything that they're saying. He's there supporting her, but he knows she's wrong. He doesn't acknowledge that at all. I feel like between the two of them they have an agreement about what they will or won't talk about on camera. Like, yeah. I feel like maybe that's what's going on. And that's why, like, 
you know, even her being like, please don't talk to him. Don't ask him any questions. Please, please stop. Quad, please. Mm-hmm. It's dealt with us. Like, I feels it felt to me like maybe like Heavenly and Damon had talked about it before and agreed that they're just he doesn't need to talk to these women about anything. You know, I also found it weird. But that it's Contessa- also saying that women cannot. This is something underlying that they do a lot in marital medicine and a little bit in Atlanta too is like, you don't talk to my man. You don't talk to men directly. You talk to the woman in the relationship. You don't talk directly to the men and men shouldn't directly talk to the women. For me, at least, I don't feel that there, unless you're being super arrogant and misogynistic or aggressive in terms of sexually aggressive or any of that. I think you can have a reasonable conversation with with your coworkers because the husbands are also in this show particularly the husbands are also coworkers they're all part and part they're all equally involved they film together why can't quad, quad talk to Damon and say this is where I'm trying to explain to you where all of us are coming from yeah I don't get it I, I don't, don't understand. understand why it's like oh you can't talk to him I don't get it. It's it is weird. It's just I find all that because Damon so was strange ready cause... to talk to everybody, and he was going off at them at the di- dining uh, at the dinner table. Yeah, and then also it's just like when you're friends with people, you should be able to talk to somebody's spouse. Like even right. especially if you've been friends for a very long time, right? Like right. That's I think the part that I find very strange. I mean, you know, this do is I not think like that... John Barlow talking to Heather? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not that kind of... This is even more intimate kind of friendship. Everybody is friends. Yeah, like, I don't think that Damon needs to pick up the phone and call Contessa or anything, right? But I do right. think that, like, he, they all should be able to have a conversation. And I right. do think that, like, if Damon really wanted everybody to be friendly with each other... And, and honestly, I could say the same thing for Scott. Like, then Damon could have set up some time with Scott or said, hey... Scott, let's get the wives together. Like, let's have a conversation. Like, if if the whole thing, because Damon was like, oh, I hate the fact that this is getting in the way of my friendship with Scott. It's like, well, then if you really cared about that stuff, then you you could have done something about it. But yeah, I think you at the same and time, Scott, you could have included Scott in that, and you could have done something to fix it, but you didn't. Yeah, and then I'm just mm. I just don't care that much because I'm like I get why these women don't want to be friends with Heavenly, and I get because what Quad was trying to say. I think what Quad was trying to say was like you're sitting around and because the thing that's frustrating about Damon is Damon says stuff like you women all fight and right. you all say stuff and you all this or that. He always kind of paints Puts it with that women. It's broad like, oh. brush. Of yeah. all the women doing all these messy things. And what's frustrating about that is like, no, it's your wife who is being the messiest all the time. Right. And rather than ever addressing your wife for how messy she is, you always say, well, all you women act that way. Exactly. And it's like, that's not the same thing. That's why when Quad is like, you don't know what happens in her closet. Like, you don't yeah. know what's going on up there, right. do you? Right. And that's when that's why Heavenly, when she starts like intercepting that and not yeah. letting him talk, right. it's right. that's that's what she's trying to hide. Right. And Damon's Damon is not like it. Just it's weird. The whole dynamic is odd, but I just hate that about him. That he always right. just like, oh, you know, you know how women be like all that yeah. bullshit. Like right. <laughs> ladies be talking shit, like all that stuff that right. guys like to say about women, and it's like super frustrating. So right, right, yeah. <clears throat> 
that's, um, that, but that's when I, I'm like, every season I go in and I laugh at Heavenly and Damon, but in their relationship. But at the end of it, I always come to a point where I'm like, I'm frustrated and I don't understand the relationship. But I also, I'm kind of like, this is, there's something messed up about it because he is misogynistic when he talks about other women and she is excused of a lot of bad behavior because she is submissive to him. Yeah. And it's kind of, it comes through and it always makes me feel icky afterwards. Yes, <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Um, what would you like to talk about next? Do you have any other thoughts about married to medicine? Before no, we move that's on it. Medicine? I think it was a good season. I think we had some good, um, fights. We had a lot of laughs. Uh, we have two robberies, so I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> We can go from the bad example of a desi to the good examples of desis. Yes. So Family Karma premiered, which I was really Yay. excited about. Um, I felt like opening the show on a wedding was mm. the best idea. It's a because, bold move. <laughs> and an huh? Indian wedding at that. Bold and, move. <laughs> number one, bold move. But number two, didn't <clears throat> you feel like, okay, here's how I felt. I feel like I get really excited to attend weddings where mm -hmm. um, it's like a multiple – if it's a wedding that I care about that's far away when it's a multiple-day wedding, mm -hmm. I love going there because the best thing about it is that you get to catch up with people you haven't seen in a long time. Right. And so watching this wedding felt like I flew to Mexico and right. I was catching up with my friends at this and wedding that I hadn't seen in a long time. And yeah. Yes, a lot of the family like. bonding, especially in our Desi communities, happen at weddings because mm -hmm. they are so they go on for a few days, and that's when you're sitting back. You're it, all the bonding happens between the different religious ceremonies and all of that, and you're just sitting in these little pockets in the corners, getting to know your cousins and playing with them, talking to them getting to know some more some you know more in depth into their lives and that's when you really bond and you really enjoy weddings that's when I, my memories of weddings are all about how much fun it was being yes. with my relatives yes and it was always fun because they are so joyful there was there were tensions maybe with the adults a little bit but growing up it always felt like so much fun to hang out with all of my cousins and friends and just such a big crowd that you don't even know where your parent is. Yes. It's like we are just in a big, messy crowd and it's so much fun. Yeah. Like I I moved here in 1995 and then I only went to Pakistan twice after that. And that mm -hmm. was for two weddings. One was mm -hmm. in 2001. The other one was 2005. And that was so fun because we literally went there for the wedding. <clears throat> and then we were, that's it. That's all mm -hmm. we did. It was yeah. like 10 days. Every day was something. People were going to sleep late, waking up late, getting ready for the next event, going to eat somewhere, sleeping yeah. late, getting up late. Just like the cycle, but it was just so much fun. And yeah, okay. like there was like that moment where like the morning after where everybody's like checking in on everybody in their hotel rooms oh, yeah. being like yeah. – How's it going? Oh, I lost my voice. Like did all that stuff. It just like What's made me really chai? happy. Did you have the chai? Did you get what, you know? What, yeah. What, 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 <laughs> but also, um, this is the other thing that I wanted. Uh, they were like online. I was chatting with folks during the family karma thing. And uh, people were talking about how the wedding is. And this is, I, I knew all the ceremonies and all that. And I was like, 
Now, that's just the ceremony of the Northwest India. Yes, yes. Um, many of those ceremonies have equivalents all over India, but a lot of a lot of what you see on in movies online on Netflix, all of that is just a version, uh, a movie version or a modern uh, make it make it um, palatable to people who are not Indian version of the wedding. Each Indian community in India yes. and regions in India have their own versions of weddings that are also multiple multiple days, and they all they can be very very different from what they showed. I mean, we do haldi, but our haldi is slightly different. We don't yeah. do in my South Indian. We don't have sangeet at all. We don't have. Oh, that. really? That's, no, there's no dancing and singing. So Pakistan there's music, is, yeah. but there's no dancing and singing. That's a very Northwest India. So. Pakistan and Punjab yeah. and Delhi, mm -hmm. that's where they do that. Now it's sort of becoming more popular because you have wedding planners who want to do all that. It's becoming more popular with, you know, all of Bombay and, you know, everybody wants to have a little bit of it, but it's it's a version of it. The true South Indian weddings don't have any of that. Uh, oh. South Indian weddings are very different. East Indian weddings, very, very different. So it's nothing, there may not even be... The part of it where they put the haldi, which is turmeric, it's more mm -hmm. like it's also antiseptic, purifying. It's supposed to be um, it's making sure that, you um, you know, it was also like sort of warding off infections because you were meeting in a big group. And in the ancient time, that was part of it. So turmeric is used in a lot of our um, a lot of our ceremonies and everything because it has antibiotic um, properties, antimicrobial yeah. properties. But that's what they would use, and that is there, but not the way North Indians do it. Mm -hmm. It's very different. And mm -hmm. we have other other customs and other things that we do in the South that North Indians don't do. And even in the South, it's only certain groups do certain things, the other groups do other things. There's like at least about 500 different varieties of weddings in India. Oh, Each yeah. One is different. Oh, yeah. So like this even is wet. Yeah. We also know these events because of movies and where, yeah. how they're popularized in movies. So Yeah, we even uh, like Pakistan. So most mostly Pakistani weddings are similar to North Indian weddings because it's literally right next to each other. Right. Um, and so most Pakistani weddings, we have we just have three events. We've mm. got. Well, I said that, but then I realized <laughs> we don't. We've got like f four events, but. We usually do the mehendi and the sangeet together. Mm. And the funny thing about what Pakistanis call the mehendi, there is never somebody there putting mehendi on a person. Really? It is mostly just the sangeet and everybody has already gotten mehendi put mehndi. on their okay. hands the day okay. before. My wedding, I actually had a lady come and put mehendi on my hands because I wanted mehendi on my hands at my mehendi. Mm-hmm. So I had okay. it on. I had it on my hands. It was like fresh mandy on my hands. Yes. Um, but yeah, mo like mostly for Pakistanis, the sangeet is basically just uh, the mandy is just the version of the sangeet. Right. That's all it is. Uh, um, so in, in South Indian, at least in my culture, there's no mandy at all. Mm -hmm. But you can put mandy, and it's not the uh, the the prints that you do in the North India, which is like very fine. In yeah. South India, it's like little caps on the fingertips and then a big circle in the middle that's what i did for my wedding that's what we do in south india it's not the big designs it's actually the bolder designs is what yes. they prefer and so that's um so they do that the 
two nights, two or three nights before the wedding. But it's like we do it as a group, as cousins, and it's all we don't call it mainly or anything, but it's just done to as part of getting ready for the wedding. Yeah, so my mehndi was not the mehndi of the designs all over mm. the hands going up to the elbows. Mm-hmm. My mehndi was the circle in the middle with a little bit of design around the, cir- yeah, around yeah. the circle yeah. and then the caps on the fingers. Right. Because even though we're North Indian, you know, we're Northeast Indian. Yes. Because my family comes from Bihar. Yes. So it was just a, l- a little bit different a bit than what... that. Yes, even yeah. because in Bengal and Bihar, that's what they do. In exactly. South India, that's what they do. But in the Northwest India, they do the whole elaborate designs like the Persians do. So yes, it's exactly. very different. So you can tell from the Mandy as to where you are from. Um, and then it's a whole bunch of different events. So we have in South India too, at least in my in my community, we have about five events total. But a couple of those are on the same day, morning and evening. So it's like three days um, at the moment, sometimes four days. Isn't it amazing that we're watching a show on Bravo where they like it just right? it just hit me. It's like blowing it my just mind. Hit me. Like, yeah, it, this is so cool. Right? Like it's so cool to see our rep- our culture represented on Bravo of all places. Yeah, where they're like speaking Gujarati and Hindi and Punjabi and all this stuff on. Because this mm-hmm. episode, we heard them talking Gujarati, Hindi, and Punjabi. Yes, all three. Yes, all three. Amazing. I'm waiting for the Ramakrishnas to come so we can hear them speak in Tamil too. <laughs> I don't know if they're Tamil though. I don't know. No, I haven't figured it out. Yeah, they she they is. speak Tamil, but I don't know if they're Tamilians. Oh, you know okay, how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can yeah, speak yeah, multiple yeah. because yeah. because Grandpa's Tamil has a tinge of something else. He, he's not. <laughs> he doesn't sound purely Tamil. He sounds like he knows Tamil, so he speaks Tamil. I think they're yeah. Telugu. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think they are. I think Chitra is Telugu. Yeah. Yes. Because he he doesn't sound Tamil, but he knows Tamil. He's speaking like somebody who knows Tamil, but he's not. His mother tongue isn't Tamil. But all right, so let's catch up with these these folks. Um, Vishal is, I mean, sir, you are going down a very dark path with all of your drinking yeah. on oh becoming a reality and TV he, star. What is Vishal's mom's name? I forgot. What what's her name again? Uh Reshma. Reshma. I think Reshma is super excited that Vishal is going to become um um what's what's her name? Um Lopas? Lopas problem. <laughs> so she's like she's been trying to tell him don't drink, don't drink. They they even have a meeting about it and said, Vishal, you cannot drink. And then he gets drunk over and over again. That man has it he's so infantile. I don't see what Richa she sees. We still don't see what you see, Richa. Nothing. I I I don't know. I, like, there's nothing. There's nothing there's to be seen. There's only so much you can, you know, so much so much time you can spend on his abs. <laughs> beyond that, there has to be something beyond that. Yeah. And, and Reshma is super happy. She's like, "Lopa, go ahead. Tell him not to drink. You go ahead. It's you can tell him anything you want now because he's going to be your son-in-law." Okay. Yeah. Reshma, you're just secretly happy. You don't have to deal with um, um, Vishal anymore and he's going to become Lopa's problem. Yeah. I am actually kind of scared. Sorry. This is kind of negative and I do hope that they don't doesn't go that way, but I'm kind of worried once the, if they have kids and all that. He's so irresponsible. I can see where Lopa is so 
scared. I think that Vishal is a nervous guy who... I don't think Vishal has much of a personality, I think. I think Vishal seems like the kind of... And I talked about this a lot last year when like yeah, the season started with like him attacking sweet little Dylan. I but I, I think that Vishal has no personality. He's devoid of a personality. And he feels like somebody who is who like needs to lean on like a he needs to have like a shtick like like you know his best friend is Amrit right who is like brilliant and gorgeous and interesting and seems funny and confident and Vishal Vishal doesn't come off as confident at all no and he was he he grew up as a sick kid so he grew up like you know like he was in a wheelchair for a little while as a kid so like I think that he's kind of like overcompensating and Mm -hmm. he does it by by like flashing his abs and Mm -hmm. like you know putting on like like it's like this like sexy Indian guy trope and it's like first of all no Mm -hmm. like we don't need that but I, Mm -hmm. I think that's the kind of stuff that like he tries to put out of his personality but I would wonder I think that maybe in private he's like kind of maybe even like a sensitive borderline neurotic sort of nervous guy Mm -hmm. and I think I wonder if that's something that only like Richa sees or that's something that only Amrit sees Mm -hmm. and that's why they are drawn to somebody like that because Richa's an alpha Mm mm-hmm and Amrit's an alpha and yeah. that's like their, you know, that's their, right. that's Amrit's best friend and Richa's husband. So I feel like that's why it works. But I think that when the cameras are on, he does like the over the top dancing and drinking and just being mm-hmm. this like over the top person. And I think it's because right. he's overcompensating. But I do oh, They do love him. They all seem to love him. They all adore the, him. He, yeah, they adore him. So I'm sure he has something there. I just don't see it. Um, I also see it as being, you know, it's not somebody that I would, I see it from, you know, point of view of, Hey, if you're going to start a family and all of that, you want to grow up and you're not. Yeah. Get it together. That is kind of worrisome. Listen to your aunties. Okay. Yes. Which is Oh my God. Richa is such a banging body. That's her body. She's what I want. So So hot. Yes. She's so hot. She's funny. She's like lively. She's just. God, she seems she has, so great. She dances well. She God. has, a, she's brilliant. It's like she just is the package. I want somebody. I, I I tried. I like very quickly looked through their profiles, and I was hoping I could find the videos of their dances with the real mm-hmm. music instead of whatever corny shit that they yeah. put on, like to. So I was so upset because I wanted to know what dance that Lopa was dancing yes. to. I I felt like I know I would know that song. Yes, me too. I was like, what I was like trying to lip read because Lopa was uh, yes. you know, lip syncing. So I was like trying to read her lips and I'm like, what song would it be? Like yeah. Jumka Kirare? What is yeah, it? What is, what she is it? <laughs> Which song is it exactly? And then even the um the uncles and aunties dance. Yeah, yeah. It would have been so much fun. And they didn't even put some good music on top of it. It was like corny elevator music that didn't even quite fit. And I was so mad. I'm like, you had such good Indian music for the Shahs. Why couldn't you just put that in here? Yes. Where did you find this music in some Dubai, you know, elevator? It's how I felt (laughs) like this is not even Indian music you're playing. I know. Um, I wonder why they couldn't play Indian music because you know we I know there's copyrights and stuff but we use Indian music everywhere no also by the way it's really sweet that Bravo's like oh because of copyright laws we can't use it but it's funny because 
you know, like there's probably drama serials in like Pakistan and India that right. are straight up using Bravo music all the time. Yeah, Nobody, all the like, time. Like Trixie Monocles in, <laughs> in, in, in India somewhere in one of those like over the top drama serials where like a girl falls down the stairs and I know. <laughs> In slow motion, seventeen in times. Slow motion, oh my god! Thirty times. Yeah, yeah. It takes like twenty minutes to fall down. <laughs> it's one whole episode, <laughs> and then there will be a recap next week of her falling down for the whole five five minutes. <laughs> if you don't know what we are talking about, go Google Indian soap opera falling down the stairs. There will be an there will be a video of it. <laughs> Just Google like. Dramatic Indian soap opera. Okay, that's all you need to know. Okay, <laughs> I was really excited to meet the Bennies again. I love them. I love Brian and his mom and dad. They're my I favorite. love his mom, and <laughs> I know they put the transcript of the Gujarati that she was speaking, but it, it seemed because I know both languages. Like in Gujarati, it was even funnier the way she was yelling at them. She was like. I got your stuff. I got your clothes. You don't listen to me. But now you love me, don't you? Now I got you the clothes that you need. Like, who shows up to the wedding with nothing to wear? Like, how did you not pack? Brian is another irresponsible idiot. (laughs) Brian is so dumb and so cute. You know? (laughs) I love the way he loves his mom, though. That is is very endearing. And I love that she gave him a tupper right on his face. Yes, a nice tight slap. Tight slaps. Now you know what it feels like. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was just excited to see them again. Monica is there with her boyfriend, but it's not a nice, it's not a romantic vacation because she booked a room with her dad. (laughs) (laughs) Her dad is such a cockblock. He's so cute. He's so cute. And the way he was dancing and going through the steps with the the mothers. It was so cute. Oh my god! And you see the the guy Rishi, mm-hmm. uh, Monica's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Now he's super cute too, and he doesn't have to take his shirt off. Vishal, yes, yeah, you don't well, have. To do I don't that. think Vishal's face is that cute. Vishal, by the way, they keep putting so much makeup on that guy. Oh I'm like, god. can you stop? Yeah, and he has uh like us daisies. He has a very hairy face, so you have to you have to first you know you have to first remove the hair and then put on the makeup and it just adds a level of spackle to it that you don't need yeah they keep white facing him and i don't yeah, understand why i don't understand it he either. looks like one of those like brides in at like a salon back home that why gets like white, white powder doped on her face <laughs> <laughs> okay uh-huh. and then of course the the big deal on this episode is that Anisha is kind of on the outs with the group. She yeah. has a secret boyfriend and she's moved to Scottsdale and she has not introduced anybody to him except for Bali and Brian. Hmm. What but do even you... Bali acts like she hasn't talked to Anisha in a while. Bali seems to be on the outs too, even though she knows about the boyfriend. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Um, but Bali, you know, I feel like Bali's also like a flip-flopper. So what do you make of all this? I feel like Anisha got really, really popular on mm-hmm. social media. She got a podcast. I think mm-hmm. she started doing things outside. I think she, she started using She did stand-up last her... week in a weekend in uh, New York City. Yeah, she did stand-up. even there. And then I think because she moved to New York after mm-hmm. the show wrap last season, I think that everybody felt like she was like – 
separating herself from the show. So, you know, it's that typical thing that happens on reality TV shows where everybody's friends. One person either becomes more famous or Mm -hmm. does something outside of the show. And -hmm. sometimes that can be like, I have a feeling that either Anisha is going to be like, guys, like there's more going on than this television show. Mm. And the alternative is going to be like, well, we all decided to do the show because of you and Vishal. So now yeah. you have to do the show too. Because it, right. apparently the show was Anisha and Vishal's idea. Correct. So, and so when that came about after last uh, year's reunion, there was some bad blood in the sense that these were all people that were in the in Miami that lived their lives there and that are in constant touch with each other. But Anisha was always in and out. Yes. And so... Um, she also is, she has a shtick, right? She has that shtick of being the Bethany here and being the, um, being the funny one that doesn't get yes. involved, that sort of um, calls people out. Yes. But I think in the process, she goes a little over the top. And if she's not careful, she's going to end up like Bethany, like where people don't take you seriously and you may have a following, but it doesn't necessarily translate to fun stuff that the rest of the group may be doing. Yes, exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you there. I also think like Anisha, um, I also found it really strange that her mom wasn't at the wedding because aren't Chitra, don't Chitra and Rishma go way back? Yeah, but Chitra was saying that she was with her parents and this was during COVID and she wasn't traveling because she wanted to take care of them, okay. which is kind of odd, though, because I think I I would have thought that she would still come to the wedding. Yeah. Like everybody is, I'm sure by that time was all vaccinated and everything. So and I'm sure her parents, I don't know if her parents were not doing well. Maybe that's why. But I didn't understand that either. I also found it strange that the Patels were not there. I know. None of the Padels were there, right? No, I didn't I see them. I thought they were part of the show. Why weren't they there? I thought um, all the, the Padels and their wedding was also part of it, right? Yeah. Wasn't there another wedding there? There Been, was another uh, wedding. Yeah. yeah. So Sean got married. Sean got Sean, married. It was right. Sean got married, Vishal got married, Anisha got married, and Amrit got married. Yeah. They all got married. Four people. Yeah. from the show so i which found again it- in other other shows might be unusual but in, in the indian community <laughs> bang, we bang them out bang, baby bang, bang, bang. one after the other right um but i mean i'm excited to re, re you know reconnect with these people it was a good first episode i got i loved up. i loved how um no i'm blanking on amrit's boy, oh, fiance what's his name husband what's his name i don't know I have no idea. I completely forgot. Let's oh see. God. I'm gonna go do ahead. Go ahead and look on Google Instagram. It. I was like Gary. No, no, it's not Gary. I'm mm. like Greg. No, um, Nick. Nicholas. Nick. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, how did I forget that? Anyway, I loved how Amrit's mother and Nick have this relationship that is so sweet. Where, you know, he has something on his neck and he went uh, behind his ear and she comes and scratches it for him. It's just And then she so... gives it a kiss. No, I know. He, he his so hand cute. has Mandy on it so he can't scratch his ear. So he's like, can you scratch my ear? And then she scratches and she kisses him on the ear. It's so cute. <laughs> I know. She's like the most loving person there is. I love her so much. She's so cute. 
I loved all of that. I loved all the dancing. I loved all the colors. There was a lot of drinking. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the whole um, episode. It was so much fun. And I cannot wait to see what happens next. I love uh, Lopa getting going to the bartender and ordering him and telling him, no more alcohol for him, no more. Yes. <laughs> I was surprised she didn't go and stand behind the bar and say, I'm going to be the bartender. Yeah, exactly. And be the, you know, drinks Nazi. Yes. Um, okay, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about Real Housewives of Potomac. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're back. Um, this Potomac episode, um, why is it just the best show on TV? <laughs> it is the best show. How it's did this show. become the best show on TV? When it first came on, we didn't even know where Potomac was. Look at it. Look at us now. Look at us. Look at us now. <laughs> Look at how far we've come. Okay. We start the episode it with Ashley. It is the best show because of Karen and Giselle. And everybody. I mean, everybody. Karen is just barely on this show right now. But she's like Chris Jenner now. She is She's above and beyond these bitches. She yes. is the grand dame. She's going to come in, swing in. Fix shit, say a few things, walk out. She's very LVP like. She's very, yes. You know, that's yeah. what she feels like to me. She's, she's like East Coast LVP. Oh, that's what a grand dame is supposed to be like. Right? <laughs> so she's like, I'm not getting at the gutter with you guys. But I'll so, watch you and I'll push you in. Yes. You exactly. fight and I'll judge you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the episode opens up with Ashley and Candace. Uh, meeting up at Ashley's or at Candace's house, and they're talking shit and eating snacks. What do you think about Ashley and Candace's short-lived friendship here? It was shorter than um, Ashley's forehead. It was so small. It was so short-lived. It was so pretend. I have. I get actually a little frustrated because there's so much potential for an awesome friendship here. Yes. I think they could do so much more, but Ashley, man, every time Candace opens the door to you, you do something and you sneak attack her. She's not going to be sitting around and getting that. Next time you come around, she's going to take her chapel and, you know, whack you on the head with it. <laughs> on that big ass forehead. What did Candace call her forehead? A bulbous. Bulbous, bulbous forehead. <laughs> I was like, Candace, stop it. You're so it's mean. That's so, so uh, funny. It's so funny. So mean. She said that. Uh, God, it was just yeah. It's like you think Candace writes these down and brings them out, or is it truly visceral, like quad? It just comes out. Yeah, I think Candace. This is why, like, Candace is so good for the show. It's like Candace, Quad, Giselle. Like, they all just say these funny ass fucking things. Like, there was this tweet, uh, this tweet on Twitter, and it was like. Candace versus Kenya who would go like who would win and I was like this is not a fight this is not a fight these two are partners in crime these two are Batman and Robin okay okay these two are like Batman and Batman that's what they are they're not even Batman and Robin no but they're like they're perfect for each other they're Iron Mm. Man and Spider-Man they're Captain America and Miss Marvel okay they are not they don't need to be fighting each other no. Why would they fight? Why? Why would t- I would love it for it to be Kenya plus Candace versus Giselle plus Ashley. What it that would be an amazing take. Like Ooh. I want to see that read off. You yeah. know. 
Yeah. But yeah, it does make me sad that Ashley and Candace just like, because I feel like Candace genuinely, genuinely wants to be friends with Ashley. I think she genuinely wants yeah. to be friends yeah. with Ashley. And, and she Ash- genuinely wishes good for Ashley. She does. But I think that because I have, I have this kind of assessment of Ashley. I think because there's nothing for Ashley to gain from Candace, mm-hmm. Ashley doesn't really care that much about Candace, the way that like Candace cares for Ashley's well being. Yeah. But Ashley, number one, doesn't give a shit about Candace. Yeah. Doesn't care about her well being and also can't gain anything from Candace. Right. Right. So, as far as Ashley's concerned, Candace is is a nobody to Mm -hmm. her. Like, she's Mm -hmm. Candace to her is just a step towards a storyline or drama for the television show. Like, Candace truly is Ashley's coworker. Whereas mm-hmm. I think Candace looks at Ashley as a potential peer, yeah, and a possible friend, and it's sad right. because Ashley's yeah. fun and Candace is fun. Yeah, I know it feels like wasted potential. It does. It mm. does. Uh, Mia is at home. She has ruled out cancer and is planning a trip to Miami. And she casually tells us that she and G first hooked up while he was still married. Casually. Casually. But also with a lot of detail that I didn't too want much. to know. Too much. Maybe TMI. even too much. Too much. So Mia has, Mia tried out. So I, I love, I, I, on a, I sit back and watch Mia and Wendy navigate the first three episodes of this show. And I'm like, okay, you said you thought you had cancer. Then you had an autoimmune disease. That, and when your mother asked you if you had your results back, you didn't even remember your storyline. You were like, what? What results? You didn't even remember that. And then you went back to your old storyline of, wait a minute, my mom was a monster. Yeah. And then th- and then you switch back to, oh, I was a escort and a hostess and I was, and G and I have awesome sex on the beach. Yeah. Which might yeah. be sex on the beach. Must be the most uncomfortable thing ever. Sounds terrible. Sand everywhere. No. Everywhere. You have to be exfoliation enti- on the beach is what it should be called. <laughs> I watch um, Mia struggle, and then I look at Wendy, and Wendy's struggling too. She started out with, "I'm going to do a restaurant." Then she had her hair uh, was falling off. Then she has kidney stones, and now she's going to bring everybody together to burn some paper yeah also wait i just want to go back to mia real quick have storylines half ass storylines but mia real quick didn't mia last week last year tell us that she met g because he was a client at a restaurant Mm -hmm. that she worked at right yep 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 now is she gonna tell us that the restaurant bar type place was in miami Mm -hmm. is that what we're gonna learn i don't know i don't know one thing about me also that she also said that when she was in Miami and then she was doing all this is when she knew Jacqueline. Yes. But so Jacqueline, was Jacqueline she's also uh, also working with Mia? No, Jacqueline's her friend since she was 15. <laughs> she's reminded us this multiple times. But um, mm-hmm. one thing about Mia is that she just says shit and none mm-hmm. of it makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. We're just supposed to take it for what yeah, it is. She so says dumb. it with such confidence, too. Yeah. Um, I think the confidence comes from the ignorance. It's so beautiful to watch. 
I wish that I could be that ignorant right? and confident. Right? I think I'm the we opposite. Too much. That's why we cannot be that confident. It's because we know too much. <laughs> We're too smart. That's what my mom too said. Too smart. Yeah. We're too smart. You're too smart. You guys know too much. Your generation knows yeah. too much. <laughs> okay. Giselle goes to get nails done with her da- uh, daughters, and they're playing a Sweet 16. I wanted to ask you something about Giselle. There's a lot of criticism on the internet about Giselle being um, Giselle not sharing enough about her personal life on TV. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true that we don't like people are like, oh, we know nothing about Giselle. Do you think that's true that we know nothing about Giselle? I think there's we know all there is to know about Giselle. I don't think yes. she has anything more to show. Yes. I don't think she's going on dates that we don't know about. Yes. I don't think she's having any anything else going on. She is putting, you know, still putting up tiles and putting in the foyer. And then she's taking her kids out and messing around with these ladies. That's all she's doing. And then the podcast that she's doing with Robin. I think that's a lot on Giselle's plate. I don't think Giselle has anything more going on. Yes, I agree. And she's happy for it. And I'm happy for her. Like, we know enough about Giselle to make fun of her every single season. Right. What more do you want from her? Yeah. We've met her father. Yeah. I mean, we meet her girls all the time. Just what we know about her relationship with her daughters tells Mm -hmm. me plenty about Giselle. Yeah. I don't think she's hiding anything. I don't think there's anything to hide is the point. Like, why would why would Giselle have something to hide if she brings her daughters on camera every single season to rag on her? Right. Multiple times. Right. They think she's so whack, and I love right. it so much. I think instead of saying that she's not bringing her personal life on camera, I think what Karen and everybody else needs to point out is that there is no personal life there to bring on camera other than what we see. Yeah. And that that and she's fine with it is the point. She is fine with it. She yeah. seems happy to me. I she does. And honestly, I don't know if I need to know more about Giselle. This is perfectly fine. I'm okay. This is with fine. This. I don't yeah. need to know more. Exactly. Anything and more, and I might feel sorry and not feel like making fun of her anymore. Yeah. I will I don't say this. Get there. I want to be able to make fun of her. Well, I think what's weird, I, I will say that that's what's annoying about Giselle is that she does drag everybody's personal oh, shit yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, she gets mad at Wendy for being raging, you know, for a year, mm-hmm. having a year long campaign that it, it that attacks her family. It's like, mm-hmm. Giselle, you've had what a six year long campaign of attacking everybody that you mm-hmm. know on this show. So, yeah. like, what does it matter? Yeah. Um, Robin meets her lawyer to discuss a prenup, um, which is whatever. But Robin says when the lawyer's like, do you guys have an imbalance of income or something like that? Or like, do you guys Mm -hmm. have like a, where one person has more income, whatever. Robin's like, well, I've got some successful businesses. And then we see the podcast and the hats. Yeah. But I was like, but what about the trucks? (laughs) What about the house flipping? But also, like, all these are successful, but, like, really, you think you're making more than he is making as head coach of a team, basketball team? I don't think that is necessarily true. I think one may be making more than you, Robin. You do, I, when was the last time you looked at your books, Robin? 
Robin, do you have books? Like a Patreon can is your Patreon big big enough to pay your bills? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I I'm think she sure. means the show and I think that's the income that she's talking about that's more. And that's yes. the, you know, that's the third thing that she doesn't mention, but that's where she's getting her income. And I wonder if some of that is coming up because Juan is barely on the show. Yeah. And so I wonder if it's like, can I protect him from my money because he's barely on this show? Like oh, we're gonna so get because he's not getting paid out of. But I would think that if he's coming, he would have a contract with Bravo himself, like yeah. a separate I, one where he gets. Paid I would for hope her. so. Yeah. yeah. So it's not her money that he's taking. So why why would she care? Yeah, that's oh. true. That's true. Um, Ashley, Wendy, and Karen meet up to pick tulips in the freezing ass cold. Um. They're talking about Ashley's separation. Who do you think are the leaked Ashley's um, Ashley's separation to the media? <coughs> Ashley. <laughs> Ashley and Auntie. Auntie. <laughs> Auntie. Yeah. Auntie. Yeah. Auntie. I think it was Auntie. I think it was Ashley. I think it was Ashley going around telling everybody that they're yeah. getting a divorce. <laughs> I'm on like, uh, Ashley, you did it. You knew he was going to be on the flight and you leaked it. And now you're going to blame somebody else. Good job, <laughs> Ashley. That last week when she was driving around a single neighborhood, she passed the same house three times. If you go back and look at it, she just drives around the same neighborhood talking to Antia about how, oh my God, I'm so nervous. It got leaked. What do I do? I'm sweating balls. And she keeps roaming around the same. Like, why are you in the car? driving around the neighborhood talking because you are staging this so you can go back and tell say that oh i didn't know i was so nervous i was i heard about it while i'm i was driving to some place she was driving around candace's neighborhood i know it's kind of weird <laughs> like where are you ashley where are you driving around it's not it looked like a it did not look a virginia neighborhood it looked like a maryland it was not a georgetown neighborhood alexandria <laughs> neighborhood it was a maryland neighborhood like where mm. what are you doing here ashley go back somebody go pointed across out on the, the river go across the river someone pointed out on the internet that like if you look at ashley she's not actually even driving the car like her hands aren't on the steering wheel <laughs> Like it's like stuck. It is like attached to a trailer and then being pulled yeah. out with the cameraman sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh um. God. So we we go to this burn session, which I'm with you. Like Wendy, what is this? You go to this burn session. Everybody thinks it's so corny and lame, and I love that about Potomac. Also, is like everybody's like, "Oh fuck, what is this?" Do like- you know how many vineyards we have in our name in our region? They went to some vineyard all the way in Virginia somewhere, but yeah. this is like the third or fourth time we are going to a vineyard in Virginia. There's so many vineyards here. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we go to this vineyard and. They start. So one thing I wanted to point out was that they're talking about Ashley's separation and Giselle says something like, you know, the internet, the memes that are coming out about your separation, Ashley, all this stuff, right? And Ashley's like, well, it feels good to have all the support, but it also like doesn't feel great to like hear about all this stuff. And Giselle says in the confessional, you know, I'm no stranger to this stuff about people talking about your partner or your whatever on the internet making memes about it. 
And she says, she literally says, it mustn't feel, it probably doesn't feel good to have the internet think that your husband is a creep. I'm like, oh, Giselle, you think that? You think that it probably doesn't feel good for somebody to have, to feel like their husband is a creep because of what everybody thinks on the internet or whatever. Right. Like. Right. She literally said that with she no irony. No irony. That's what Giselle is. Giselle is the epitome of a person with no irony. There's no ironic bone in her. She doesn't understand irony. She doesn't get it. Not, not, not at all. Um, now, do you, they go to this, like, they start with Wendy. Um, Wendy wants everybody to say a thing or burn a thing. I don't know. I didn't understand the rules. Some no. people wrote things down. Some people didn't. It was like a ad. Like I was like, if and you're I was professor- like, where's the matchstick? Where are you going to burn? Where are you going to throw the burning paper? She turns it on, burns it, like starts the fire, and then she blows it off because there's no place to put it. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure she didn't even tell the venue. Yeah, yeah, she didn't tell the venue. She wasn't like, I need a bowl to put yeah. these burnt pieces of the bowl. The venue was probably like, ma'am, you can't yeah. you can't do that. We're going to have to seat you outside if you want to mm-hmm. burn stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, though, that – because we, we get to Mia. Mia's kind of like, I'm trying to figure you out. <laughs> I don't know. And then we get to Robin, and Robin says, we are oil and water. We're not going to mix. But Mia's thing is that she thinks that – Wendy can be condescending. Mm-hmm. Do you think Wendy can be condescending? Of course. Right? <laughs> yeah. She's super condescending. Yeah. But so is Mia with no background. <laughs> like, there's no reason for Mia to be condescending. <laughs> like, Mia, you are no different. You both are equally horrible. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like, I think everybody on the show like i think that everybody can be condescending on the show mm-hmm. i think giselle is probably super duper dismissive robin yeah, is super yeah. duper dismissive right every candace is dismissive like yeah everybody actually may be the only one that's reasonably you know open and meeting with people but um yeah and i think that's in her nature of just being flirtatious and just being a friendly person with everybody i think ashley is happy to get any camera time she can get. Oh, I think yeah. Ashley is actively operating as a television star. She yeah. is not thinking about all the other stuff. Like no, even her, not. even her agreeing to go to like that like little meal with Candace. Yeah. She's just getting in oh, camera, camera hours. Yeah. Yeah. The more camera time, the more money I make. Why wouldn't I? But like uh, Robin and Wendy start talking or whatever, and Robin says something about this whole thing comes up about you know Sharice had to get up and back you up because you were gonna fight me or whatever, right? And Robin yeah. is saying that I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate being labeled like I'm some sort of thug, like I'm gonna yeah. fight people. What do you make of all this stuff? Robin doesn't realize that Cherise and Cherise like openly lies about it. Cherise actually got up and pushed Robin back and stood between Robin and her. Yes, Robin was getting up to be in her face. But that is not the point that you should be focusing on, Robin. You should be focusing on what got you there was Wendy just being annoying and inserting herself in an argument that there was no 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 business of hers. That's what you Robin doesn't know how to argue back. Robin, you don't argue back by putting the other person. You have to 
throw the ball in the other person's court. You have to make them get defensive, not mm-hmm. you don't get defensive in the first place. She doesn't point out where Wendy went wrong. Yeah. And she lets Wendy get under her skin. For some reason, Wendy's able to get under her skin so I, easily. I, yeah, I don't know why Wendy gets under Robin's skin. That's something I'm trying to figure out. Because they were friends. When Wendy first came up, I remember Robin meeting with her, introducing her kids to her. They, they met in the park. Robin was all up Wendy's ass when Wendy first joined. Then something yes. else happened. Something, something happened. I feel like last year when all that stuff happened with like Eddie – Mm-hmm. And Wendy said this stuff about Robin being like, oh, you're in a fake relationship or whatever. Yeah. I think that's when right. Robin said, fuck you. You're not my friend anymore. I'm not dealing yeah. with you anymore. We're not friends. And right. it's funny because I think Robin also at BravoCon was saying like how Wendy doesn't take – Wendy takes herself too seriously for the show. Yeah. I think sometimes Robin takes herself too seriously for the show. Right. Like Robin takes herself – Only with Wendy though. No, that's the point. But Robin- no, Robin also took herself very seriously with Ashley in the very beginning of the show. When it comes to Juan yeah. – When it comes to Juan Dixon – Yeah. If anybody brings that up, Robin gets very defensive. That's mm-hmm. why she got in Ashley's face at mm-hmm. the kangaroo store yeah. in like season two, right? Yeah, with the finger. Take, she, the, take your finger off my face. Take You're literally finger. putting the finger in my face yeah. right now through the screen. And then even with, with Wendy, she got mm-hmm. mad at Wendy because Wendy called her relationship with Juan fake, right? right. So, which was, so it's like Robin will make fun of herself for anything. Financials, mm-hmm. hats. Mm-hmm. They may... Her best friend called her hats embezzled, mm-hmm. like her all this stuff. But Robin gets annoyed when Juan is brought into it. Like even her bringing it up with Giselle this season about like why are you, yeah, talking about my house with Juan, right? Yeah. Like in, if it was anything else, Robin would be like, haha, lol, Giselle's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But when yeah. it comes to Juan, I think she gets really defensive. I think that's why it gets under her skin. But it's like this whole situation is annoying because I think two things can be true. Robin did stand up. But I don't think Robin was going to fight you, Wendy. She stood you up said, because, Wendy, you kept telling her to stand in her Yeah, stand you said stand. Too. And you know what? You know who fucked this up is Sharice. Mm-hmm. Now, if Robin had said, if, if Wendy said, stand 10 toes down or whatever, and mm-hmm. then Robin stood up. Mm-hmm. But when Sharice gets up and puts her hands on Robin to calm her down, to tell her mm-hmm. to sit down, that gives a person like Wendy a situation to say, oh, look, see, look, you're getting so aggressive that like yeah. somebody needs to sit right. you down. Right. So Sharice, corny ass Sharice, yeah. dialed in through the iPhone. Yeah. And lied, blatantly lied. Blatantly lied. And Didn't put said, a finger on it. So Robin says, did you have to put, did you have to hold me back? Did you have to put your hands on me to hold me back? And Sharice, there's a pause. And then Sharice says, okay, I'm lying for you. So Sharice says, no. And Robin says, thank you. I love you too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Trace didn't say she loves you. But okay. I like the way no, they didn't. No, it's your love language. Got it. I like the way they didn't invite Cherise to this because yeah. they know that um, Karen is allergic. Yeah. I heard you say that last week and I was laughing. <laughs> so Karen has needs an EpiPen for Sharice. Yeah, Karen needs an EpiPen for any scenes uh, shot with mm-hmm. shot with Sharice. 
So this happens. I just think, and then Robin's like, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of a discussion online about like the colorism aspect of this, about like the, and then also Potomac does this a lot. And I think this, this comes up, right? I can imagine this comes up in circles of black women where the respectability politics of things, right? right? Of how, of, can a person just have an emotional reaction without it having be, without it being a label that transcends all of the people that look like him, right? right? Like it's so hard. It's hard enough for people to exist in the world to, for women, especially to exist in a world where they're able to have the feelings that they want to have. Then on top of it, you add another layer of like, now you represent every single person that looks like you. And so you need to be more mindful of the things that you're saying. So I felt so, it's so frustrating because I get what Robin is saying, right? Like you can't, you can't tell me that I'm trying to fight you and call me a thug. That's extremely dangerous for you to call a black woman a thug, right? Right. And I, I get that. I understand that what she's saying completely. I think though, what's frustrating is that when somebody like Candace or somebody like Wendy says, don't talk about us a certain way because the colorism aspect of the way the colorism works is that somebody like Wendy or Candace are going to be more easily called thugs Mm -hmm. than somebody like Ashley or Robin or Giselle. And that those things are true too, because we know that that's how the world views darker skinned people. Right. So I think the whole thing is like frustrating to see play out, you know, in not frustrating. I think it's frustrating to hear people talk about it that way because mm-hmm. I don't think that that necessarily is true within the circle of people. Like, I don't think, and I don't know, but I never got the sense from Wendy or Candace yeah. that they're they're mistreated by the other women because they are darker skin. No, and that's where when it is discussed outside of the show and that's brought up Robin and Giselle get defensive and when they get defensive is when they go about doing all these shenanigans to further embitter themselves against Wendy and Candace. So they just perpetuates the animosity because of, because of what other people are reading into this. Yeah. And so people outside of the circle of the audience read something into the situation, which may not be necessarily true there, but because then they are put on a defensive, it sort of, it's a prophecy that self-fulfills because then now they are picking on them, but not yeah. because of the reason that we thought they were picking on them for, but yeah, yeah, that's where um, Giselle feels comfortable going after Candace. Uh, about Chris, which is completely, completely messed up because she's like, oh, Chris cannot come now. He cannot be in our presence. Why don't you just apologize and not let, you know, just let tell him to apologize and not take other people, other women into rooms with him? No, you said you wanted to go into the room to talk and he obeyed. And when you asked him to go leave, he left. He did nothing wrong except think of you as a friend. Yeah. And this is the part that that is pretty annoying. And it's, I didn't like it one bit. And I can understand why Chris doesn't want to be around them anymore. Yeah. I think um, I saw a preview for next week where Giselle and Candace talk mm-hmm. very calmly. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that this, 
the the everybody's watching the show live right now. So mm-hmm. I don't think Candace knew some of the stuff that Giselle was going around saying. Like Giselle mm-hmm. one episode said to Robin, like, oh, or can't to Karen, I think she said something like, oh, you know, I thought maybe Chris would say something like, um Yeah. Let oh, me get with could, her. Or yeah, or like or, or that Chris was complaining about his wife and that he was expecting me to say, well, let me see if I can fix that for you or something yeah. like that. Right. Like that's the kind of stuff that I think is really fucked up because in the preview that I saw between Giselle and uh, and uh, mm-hmm. Candace, Giselle doesn't say any of those things. Yeah. She doesn't. So yeah. all of the Giselle, like I think that – I think Giselle made a big mistake this one time. I mean she always does. But I think mm-hmm. she she she's fighting with somebody who has her number mm-hmm. and who's, who's, who's not going to back down. You know, you're not fighting with somebody and like this Karen. Is, this is a new Candace that we are seeing. This Candace is super calm. It's yeah. not going off the handle. This Candace knows she has a lot more to lose. This Candace wants to get her Grammy. Yeah. She wants to be singing with Beyonce. This Candace <laughs> has her eyes completely on a different stratosphere. And so she's going to keep her cool. She's going to be above it all. And she's going to read you to Feld in her confessionals. Yes, exactly. And I don't think that... Giselle was planning for that. I think no. Giselle thought that she was going to get an idiot like Karen. Yes. Or some, or the old Candace who used to the pop The old off. Candace, the Monique Candace who would mm-hmm. fly off her handle and just go nuts and start yelling and screaming. And so far, Candace has been very put together. She's been extremely, I'm like surprised. I mean, I would have gone off on certain things that Giselle was saying. And Candace is so calm with her. She's actually well, sitting back and hearing what the people are saying. Well, she's starting to lose it uh, yeah. when Ashley brings it up that Chris was flirting with That's her because she's bet- feeling betrayed by Ashley. She gave yes. Ashley yet another chance. <laughs> and here's Ashley blowing it away. So Listen, that's what... That's again, why she's getting angry. Again, Candace invited you into her home. She gave you a beverage. Yes. And you did it again, Ashley. Again. Again. <laughs> Yet again, Ashley. And there won't be a third time with Candace. There won't be a third time with Candace. You're dead in the water to Candace now. <laughs> I have this theory. And maybe this is so nuts. This is so fucking nuts. Okay. I had this theory. Maybe this is the Mucinex talking. Mm-hmm. But I had this theory. Like, what if, what if, you know, what's his face? Fucking crusty ass Michael. Michael was like, I'll give you the house mm-hmm. on the condition that if anybody talks negatively about me, mm-hmm. that you make sure that you talk negative, like that you, you back me up. Because even right now, like, when when Candace was talking to Ashley at her house and she's like so supportive of her and she's like, you know, you got to go out there and get yourself like somebody nice, like good riddance, you know, Michael, all this stuff. Like Candace is not Michael's. She's Michael's number yeah, one. But hater. this I don't think that is necessarily true with the this theory. The biggest flaw in this theory is that there's not a single person. Who likes Michael? So this would make Ashley a very busy woman. Indeed. No, but but okay. Let me let me correct the theory. Michael hates Candace. Oh yeah, he hates Candace and he hates Chris. He hates Chris. He right? doesn't. He doesn't like Giselle either, though. 
No, but he hates Chris Bassett. Yeah, that's true. I, there's like a, there's like a weird like vibe. A, yeah, there's like a weird, weird vibe like, about these like, like a white guy, white dudes married white to black dudes. women, like weird yeah. situation happening there, right? And yeah. he's also a restaurant guy. Yeah. Like it's just weird. Like there's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. bizarro f- situation. No one hates Michael Darby. No, Michael Darby doesn't hate anybody like he hates Chris Bassett so I feel like maybe this is like Michael being like I'm not allowed to film with the show anymore because on on the fact that I'm a creep so Mm -hmm. I (laughs) I need you to do this and this will be my last hurrah before I divorce you and give you a house in the LLC or whatever that is which is again this might be the Mucinex talking no it is the Mucinex talking I don't think (laughs) I don't think that a Ash, a Ashley is going to work that hard for that money. She already pushed out two babies. She pushed out John C. Riley out of her <laughs> vagina. She's not going to work that hard for the money. And I think, um, yeah, I don't think anybody lo- anybody loves Michael that much. Yeah, you're right. We'll help him do that. No, you're right. You're right. I'm excited for next week though because Candace is activated. Ugh. It would be fun. I want to see what happens. So far, she's been super calm. So like a volcano, she's going to erupt any minute now. So we'll see what happens. I, I wonder wait. where it'll end up. But also, Wendy, get a get a life, Wendy. I don't want to know all the things you do over and over again. That's all she talks about. I'm bored. I want Wendy off the, off the screen if this is all she's going to do. The only reason I like Wendy is Eddie. I don't want Wendy. Otherwise, I don't have anything for Wendy here. I mean, yeah, I find Wendy to be very Almost boring. started a restaurant is not a job, Wendy. No. Stop it. No. Yeah. Being busy, being booked and busy <sighs> and stressed out is like, I don't want to see that. That's yeah. me. That's all of us. Yeah. It's not interesting. Yeah, I don't need that. No, no, Oof. thank you. Yeah. Mia, well, stay, stay dumb. Mia, you're perfect. Karen barely said four words this episode. Karen said about how much th- she spent $3,000 on flowers and bulbs that did not grow. Her garden did not grow. Yeah. And she talked about all the money she wasted, raised money that's going literally going down the drain. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with it. I think Karen is going to come swinging when the time is right. Yeah, she is. She's holding off. None of these petty drama is really coming up to the level that she would want to get involved in. She's like looking at all these different storylines playing out and she's like, what's going to make it to the reunion? Let me see. I'm going to wait for the one that will make it to the reunion and insert myself there. Could you imagine Karen Huger being in Scottsdale, Arizona with Heather and Whitney when they're fighting? That show is missing a mother figure. I just want to drop Karen Huger into situations and watch her. (laughs) Like, just drop her. Just put her on a very difficult below deck med, you know, docking drama. Put her, like, only, like, not the whole episode, just for these particular scenes. I want Karen Huger sitting at the dining table when Bethany yells at, uh, what's her name? Kelly Ben Simone and tells her to go to sleep. I want Karen Huger there. experiencing it and i want to know what karen huger is thinking when that happens yeah what would karen huger do that's what i want (laughs) well arthur thank you for being here are you gonna be back next week again to talk about family karma and absolutely 
I love I it. I love it. I want I want to talk about every one of those weddings. I want to know. I know Amrit's wedding will be very different, so I want to talk about that. Um yeah. and I want to I want to figure out how I feel about Anisha. I have mixed feelings about Anisha. I'm kind of like, okay, I get you, but I also don't get what you're doing here. Yeah. So I want to I want to work that work through my feelings about Anisha. <laughs> yeah, we need to work through our feelings about Anisha together. Yeah. 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 Well, everyone, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I'll be back on Thursday to talk about the first episode of The Crown with my brother Rico.